Hey, this is Pastor Jeff Workmeister of Elevate Church, and welcome to our podcast. I want to thank you for listening today. I hope this inspires you, encourages you, and builds your faith. Enjoy the podcast. Come on, can you give it up for Jesus? Can we also um, give it up for your pastors this morning as well? It's a big deal. They're a big deal. We love them so much. My wife and I, my wife's in the back. I see her. If you guys look back there, she's in the back. She'll try to be quiet and not be noticed, but I got to point her out. So I'm so excited to be here with you. I, um, I'm down in Florida, and we watch you guys often. Um, my wife and I and my family, we've got four kids, bless God. We're done, that's it. Praise the Lord. Four, no more. Um, but we've got four kids, and we brought one of them with us. The other three are with Nana or Grandma. And we get to, this is one of the services that we tune in and we get to watch and be a part of this church family. And I spoke with you guys, I think it was three years ago now. You were almost four years ago now was the last time I was in the building and I see some familiar faces and then I see some new faces. Isn't it awesome that we serve Jesus who always is going from glory to glory, adding to the body of Christ as we continue to grow? Is that not amazing? So we're part of the Florida family that is excited to be here with you and I asked Pastor Jeff, he asked me to speak, and I said, well, we're going to jump right on board with where you've been at, and so we've been watching. And God's given me a word about anxiety and fear and, and just having that inner turmoil or that inner struggle that we've been dealing with as the body of Christ. Because we've come out of COVID, and, and we oftentimes have this COVID mentality, right, where we come out of something but still have the apprehension and the fear that was in the last season of life. And check this out. We know when we are in relationship with Jesus that we can't operate in the last season because he's called us to a new season and the things of yesterday got to go and we got to step into the glory that he's called us to. Amen. So the Lord's given me a word for your life specific today about that fear and anxiety. And if you got your Bibles with you, it's Philippians. It's in Philippians chapter 4. And we're going to read this passage, verses 2 through 7. But I want you to see this because this is a passage that Paul is talking to the church at Philippi and he's beginning to have this conversation with them. And he's saying in verse number 2, he says, Now I appeal to Iota and Sinechek. Please, because you belong to the Lord, settle your disagreement. And I ask you, my true partner, to help these, true, these two women, for they worked hard with me telling others the good news. For they worked along with Clement and the rest of the co-workers whose names were written in the book of life. Verse 4, I want you to see this. Always be full of joy in the Lord. And again, I say rejoice. 
Let everyone see you are considerate in all you do. And remember, the Lord is coming soon. Verse 6. Do not worry about anything. Instead, pray about everything. Tell God what you need. Thank him for it, for it has been done. Verse 7. For you will then experience God's peace, which exceeds anything we understand. His peace will guard your hearts and your mind, and you will live in Christ Jesus. Philippians 4, 6 in the Amplified says this, do not be anxious or worried about anything, but in everything, in every circumstance, in every situation, by prayer and petition with thanksgiving, continue to make your specific requests known to God. With thanksgiving, Pastor Jeff just said, we enter his courts with thanksgiving. We enter his gates with praise. When we come into the throne room of God, thanksgiving is what seals. Thanksgiving is the first thing in which we give. So this morning, as we begin to dive in and unpack this word, let's begin as we start off, let's thank God for what he's about to do. Amen? Heavenly Father, we're thankful that you've called us to be with you. You've called us in the presence. You've called us to be connected to you. Now, Father, we pray that your word would reveal and unveil the lies of the enemy. That as we go forward, God, that we're no longer accustomed to operate in the, the operating system of yesterday, but that we begin to operate in the new life in which you've called us to walk in. The glory to glory. The life that you've called us to live more abundantly. God, that's what we say guards our hearts today. We thank you. We give you all the praise and all the glory. In Jesus' name. Somebody said, amen, amen, amen. Am I blocking it? Can you, get, can you hear me? I can't cover that. You guys got to help. You guys stay with me. Was I cutting out? Can you guys hear me? You hear me? Okay. I'll yell loud enough if this thing goes out. Yeah, okay. If this thing cuts out, I'll just yell. Don't worry. We're loud enough. So we are from Florida. Is that better? We good? We're from Florida. And listen, I've got um, we're, we're from in Fort Pierce. I got four kids. And this last time that we were driving up, we came from Florida and we drive up 75. As we were driving, we leave the warm area. Like we left this weekend and we got here. When we left there, it was about 83 degrees. I was in shorts. I, listen, I'm not trying to be rude. I'm just telling y'all the circumstance. I was in shorts and then I, it was to, it, was a, it was during Christmas time that we came up, and my son was with us, and we're driving up 75, and I've got a three-year-old boy, his name's Zion, and we're driving up 75, and as we drive up, we stop at gas stations, we get snacks, and we, you know, we go and hang out. So we get into one stop in Kentucky, and my son, we're right on the Cincinnati border, my son who is, he's tall, but he's real skinny. Zion's three, but he's real, real, real skinny. Now, listen, I grew up here in Ohio, and I have translated to Florida, so all my kids are Florida kids. 
So as they get out the car, my son, I've never seen his teeth chatter so fast. Zion went, I didn't know he could make that noise. So as we get here, we begin to realize, listen, we're freezing. And in the same context, here's how the Lord put it to me in my mind. Listen, he began to say anxiety, fear, and angst is simply based on, check this out, proximity to Jesus. The further you get away, listen, the more you operate in things that he never intended you to operate in because you're just far away from him. See, when you're in the present, the Bible says that perfect love casts out all fear. So when you're in his presence, what you tend to do is walk around with, with a little pep in your step, right? You walk around knowing who I am. You walk around knowing that this situation has an expiration date, that it's not always going to be like this. When you're in his presence. So I had to look it up because, listen, I'm, a, I'm not, I'm not the, the, the smartest of guys, so I had to look up what anxiety meant. And in the Webster's, it says it just like this. Anxiety in the Webster's is a feeling of worry or nervousness or unease, typically about an intimate subject or an event or an uncertain outcome. The Strong's Concordance says it like this, and it uses this word. It's called Mer-amna, mer-amna-o, excuse me. It's called mer-amna-o, and it means this. Check this out. It means to be anxious or care for, overly care for. Then that word comes from another word, which is the female version. It's mer-amna-ah. Check this out. And it says to be torn in opposite directions, to be divided into two parts. Listen, to go to pieces due to being pulled apart. So in the same context, what we've been okay with in this society because of situations, listen, we've been okay with being pulled apart from the peace that Jesus provides in his presence. Because we've been so accustomed, and here's the truth, we've been so accustomed getting identified with our flesh, right, is that when the flesh, something attacks the flesh, we don't know how to deal with it because we've not been in contact with Jesus, who is the author and finisher of our faith, also our flesh. So when you're in a situation, listen, and you're being pulled apart about something, all you need to do is, listen, all I got to do is get into the presence of God. Now I get a real perspective and a real reality of what's really happening here. We get a real understanding when we get into his presence and we begin to get perspective. Somebody say perspective. Come on, say it with me. Somebody say perspective. There we go. I'm going to talk back. I'm going to help you out now. We're going to help you out a little bit. Okay, everybody's ready? Say point number one. Here we go. We're going to go into point number one. Point number one is this. You cannot rejoice with your mouth shut. It's impossible. Check this out. Philippians 4.4 says, always be full of joy in the Lord. And again, I say rejoice. It's impossible to rejoice and be quiet at the same time. 
So what the enemy has taught, listen, what the enemy has taught us to do when you have a problem with anxiousness or anxiety, he's taught you how to be quiet. He's taught you how to operate in here. But here's the thing is that the Bible says that we've been made in the image of God. Where have we been made in the image of God? Listen, you are a spirit that speaks. The Bible says in Genesis that he said, let's make man in our image. You are the only thing on earth that operates with speak and things begin to happen. You're the only thing that operates when a situation gets frustrating. I used to wonder about it all the time. When I would come downstairs and I'd hear my mom in the kitchen in the morning, and she would be like, this is the day. Why are you singing this early? This is the day. Come on. And I would wonder why she would always be singing. Listen, sometimes you got to sing your way out of a situation. Sometimes you got to open up your mouth and begin to rejoice in a situation. Sometimes you got to begin to prophesy before it happens. You got to begin to say, listen, I know I'm in a situation that's rough. I know I have anxiety and angst. I know I don't feel good. But God, I thank you already that you already made a way before I got there. You already are the way before I see the way. But it's realizing that it's impossible for me to, and here, I'm going to be 100% honest, sometimes it don't feel good. You don't wake up in the morning and go, man, Lord, your praise shall be on my lips every day. Like, it doesn't happen that way. You don't wake up and go, you know what, today's a great day to praise the Lord. Hey, you ready, honey? My wife is not, I'm going to tell on her, she's not a morning person, but she's come along to say praise the Lord. Anybody that's not a morning person, any non-morning people in the room, shout out to you guys. I'm not you, but I'm praying for you, okay? I'm... But it, when you decide, listen, it's a decision that you have to make before the situation arises. And here's the truth. If you practice it now before you get to the storm, it'll happen naturally when you're in it. If you practice now, it, before you even arrive, before the storm arrives, listen, you're used to praising. So now I'm already in the throne room of God, so I'm not worried about this because I got proper perspective. I understand. You see, this anxiety that we've been learning how to live with, see, I work with students still, and I see young people all over the world who graduate from man, I just got this feeling my stomach to anxiety. Nerves don't hit anymore. They just go straight to, I'm, I, I have anxiety problem. It's because we've been so familiarized with it and okay with it that it's progressing so fast in our lives. We've been so okay with it that it's progressing from zero to 100, and we're going, why, why do I feel this way? Why do I... It's because in the body of Christ, we've not been, hey, listen, we need to take that to Jesus. The, thing, the next thing I got to ask you is, listen, listen, is who do you talk to first? When a situation arises, when you feel nerves, who do you talk to first? Do you begin to get on the phone and go, man, girl, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> oh, my gosh, yeah. Who do you talk to first? 
Because listen, husbands, it would be a different situation if we said, listen, I was talking to the Lord about this and now I'm bringing it before you and now we're having a conversation because I already talked to Jesus about it. So now that's a whole different conversation that you two are having. Husbands, they'll trust your direction when you've talked talk to the Lord first and then bring what he says. Wives, they'll trust your opinion when you talk to the Lord first and bring it to him what he says. We'll begin to trust each other more if, check this out, if the first response is Jesus and I bring it to Jesus, now when I have a conversation with you, I've got a whole different perspective. The conversation looks way different than it would without that interaction with Jesus first. Because what is our first response? How are we responding to situations? How are, we, how are we beginning to talk to the Lord when something shows up on the scene? See, the Bible says this in Isaiah 61, verse 3. It says, listen, it says, this is what the prophet says. He says, the Spirit of the Lord is upon me because he's anointed me. He begins to explain what the Holy Spirit's for. Check this out. 61, verse 3 says, the Holy Spirit is to appoint Unto them that mourn in Zion, and to give them beauty for ashes and oil, and oil for joy for mourning. Check this out. Listen. The garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness. The garment of praise. Let me show you something. A garment in the Old Testament was what you were identified by. So when you would put on a garment, people would notice, oh, well, that's a priest. Oh, well, that's a shepherd. Oh, well, that because of what they wore. So what happens, check this out, is when you put on the garment of praise, guess who's noticing you? The enemy's noticing you. Your situation's noticing you. Your friends and family are noticing you. What are you doing? You're beginning to open up your mouth and rejoice, and it changes everything around you. Who identifies you that way? When you put on the garment of praise, everybody say praise. Again, I know it doesn't feel good, but we're a product of where we put our faith in. We're a product of, hey, listen, I know this don't feel good. I know this don't look right. And check this out. Parents, your children are watching you. Parents, are we putting on the garment? For the spirit of heaviness. Because what happens is, is when we feel heavy, we get accustomed to feeling heavy, and then we lean into feeling heavy as opposed to putting on the garment. We'll go, this is just the way it is. This is... We put on the garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness. And what happens is you begin to change your situation according to what your mouth begins to speak. That's why the enemy wants you to, he wants you to, I need you to write this down. Listen, you cannot fight a thought with a thought. You cannot fight a negative thought with a positive thought. You have to fight it with the word of God. A negative thought will always outweigh a positive thought. 
The only way that you begin to put on the garment of praise is you begin to hear me, you begin to grab a verse or a scripture, and you begin to put it in your mouth. That's why David said, I will meditate on your word day and night. Not just in here, but meditation means you begin to think on it, you begin to speak about it, you begin to live about it, you begin to roll that thing over and over and over in your mind. What happens is, is we just, well, this is going to be terrible. And you just begin to just keep your mouth shut and just think about it. And then it begins to gain momentum when we think about it. But the problem is, listen, is the proximity of you and Jesus. Because when you're near him, what you think about yourself shifts and changes. So when you get back into proximity... You're familiar with who you really are. So therefore, those thoughts, listen, no longer weigh as much as they did prior to that moment. It's getting in his presence. Excuse me, presence. Everybody say presence. Listen, depressed people are quiet people. People who are in fear are quiet people because you operate up here. Listen, people who talk a lot, fear is usually not something they deal with. Depression is usually not something they deal with. This, of course, there's other things. But listen, that's a truth when it comes to fear, anxiety. It's a truth that rings True, when you begin to put the word in your mouth, when you begin to speak the word of God in your situation. Listen, the Bible says this in Psalms chapter 34 and verse 1. He says this, David is saying, I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise shall continually be in my mouth. My soul shall make her boast in the Lord. The humble shall hear thereof and be glad. Oh, magnify the Lord with me and let us exalt his name together. David right there. He's saying, I'm bless the Lord, oh my soul. Your soul is the place where your thoughts happen. Your soul is where he's going, I, I, I'm going to begin to bless the Lord. I'm, gonna, I'm not going to sit here and dwell on. I'm not going to sit here in this mess. I'm going to begin to bless the Lord. I'm going to begin to open up my mouth. I got to show you point three. Point two, I skipped it. So if you guys are taking notes, point two is who do you speak to first? I, I got to come back to that so you guys write it down. I said it without saying the point, the number, but you guys heard it. Who do you speak to first? We're going to write that down. That's for you guys. Okay? We're going to go to point three. Listen. Faith doesn't ignore the facts. Listen. It submits them to the creator of the facts. It doesn't ignore them. I grew up in a day and age where, listen, this is, just, I'm just telling on generations before me, listen, we would get checks or we get stuff in the mail and you don't open that. You just leave it on the counter. Like, what are you talking about? Hey, that's a bill. Oh, no, no, no. God's going to take care of that. I don't. Are you kidding? <laughs> yeah, don't open it. God's going to take care of that. Just leave it up here. And it's a pile this high. Oh, yeah, don't look at that. 
Listen, faith doesn't ignore the facts. Listen, faith goes to the doctor to find out what the prescription is, and then I submit it to Jesus. Faith goes, hey, do I got COVID? I got a cough. Let me go and find out. Listen, let me go and find out and get a name for how I'm feeling. Now I know that every name is subject to the name of Jesus, that every knee shall bow, every tongue shall confess. So I'm not nervous. I'm going to get the information. Fear keeps me from finding out. Fear, but if I know that I serve the God who owns a cattle on a thousand hill, if I know I serve a God who is a healer, I know I'll submit it. I'll submit it to him. Let me show scripture for that. First Corinthians chapter 15, verses 27 through 29. Listen, for he the Father has put all things in subjection under his feet, under Christ's feet. And God can't touch anything. He puts everything under Christ's feet. Here's what I got you to, you guys got to write this down. Listen, God can't touch anything we don't submit to him. Because therefore now he's overriding free will. Jesus was talking to the man at the pool of Bethesda and he says, will you be made whole? And the man says, well, but I don't have anybody to help me to get me in the pool. Listen, Jesus was asking him, listen, I'll be the man to help you get in. I don't, you don't need to get a pool. You just need to touch me. But he can't, listen, until you answer the question, will you be made whole? Will you submit? Listen, whatever we don't reveal, God can't heal. If you don't reveal it, God can't heal it. We understand it when we go to the doctor and the first thing that happens when you get to the hospital is they say, hey, well, so what's wrong? And you go, I, I have this. I've been living with this. And you don't hesitate to tell them. But then when it comes to Jesus, listen, we ask everyone else what we should do and we don't make it subject to Jesus. So therefore, we are only able to get what they can give you. You're only able to get what that person is able to do, whether it be money, whether it be strength. But you're only keeping it in the natural realm when you do that. But when you submit it to Jesus, listen, you have access to the guy who created heaven and earth. You have access to the man who created the body in which you live in. You have access to now present it to him and he wipe it clean. But what we do is we oftentimes stay in this place where I don't rejoice and I don't begin to speak and then I'm in fear and I don't submit it to him. And then I don't want to find out the real truth about the situation. So then I don't go and find out the facts so that I can present them to Jesus. And you're only able to get, listen, only what you can do in that situation. You're only able to get as far as you can think yourself out of it. But Jesus said, listen, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father but through me. And I have come that you may have life. And life more abundantly. 
and life that I've purposed for you to have. What God's trying to get us to do is, listen, not be okay. We've been okay with the feeling that comes along with anxiety. We've started to feel it in our body and be okay with it. And operating with a limp, so to speak, and not presenting it to God. So therefore, we're only getting the product of what we can think ourselves out of. And walking around with this anxiety, and Jesus never intended for you to live that way. Jesus never intended for you to operate that way. I was actually had the opportunity these past couple of weeks talking to your pastor about something, and what I love about him is that he's just frank and honest. He don't pull no punches, and we were talking, and I was talking to him about this transition in my life. And he goes, plain and simply, well, that's fear. You got to stop. And I got offended. Like, oh, well, hold on. <laughs> well, internally, I didn't, get in, I didn't do that on my face. He knows that. <laughs> on the inside, I went, how about you shut up? <laughs> but he said it so plainly. And here's the truth. Listen, I had gotten accustomed to the feeling. I had gotten oh, I had gotten okay with the byproduct of the feeling, meaning that it was causing me to stay comfortable and stay here. And so therefore, I was all right with this situation instead of moving forward in what God called me to do. God's trying to call us from being comfortable. What fear will do, listen, what fear will do is it will cause you to be immobilized in the kingdom of God. It will cause you to stop. There's a difference in fear and concern, fear and caution. Like, for instance, when I would come, in, uh, when I would come into my house, I'm telling on myself, and I would sneak out as a kid, I'd come back in and I lived in an old house. You guys ever had those old houses where you step and it was like, meh? <laughs> and you know where to step. You're like, that one's a little loose on me. <laughs> you know exactly where it's at. So you're like, hold on, I got it. And it's like you're hopscotching all the way to your room. That's caution. The motive of caution is still progression. The motive of fear is to be sustained and immobile. So what the devil will teach you to do is to be okay with fear, and he'll disguise it as caution. He'll get you okay with staying here, and all oh, it's comfortable. I feel good. This feels nice. Ain't nobody bothering me here. And nobody, you know, this is good. As opposed to caution. As opposed to moving forward in calculated steps. Listen, I had to tell somebody, listen, I don't care if you do it scared. Just do it. I don't care if you got to move forward trusting God and being nervous. Just do it. He's all right with your nerves. He's big enough to help you out with them as well. 
The problem is, is oftentimes, listen, we are moving without a word. Peter was in the boat. He said, Jesus, Jesus, if it's you, tell me to come. Listen, Jesus said, come on. We think that Peter walked on water, but he didn't move until the word come. Peter walked on a word. Peter walked on the word of God where he said, come. And he said, oh, well, now I'm secure. Now I can move. Now I know I'm going to get out this boat. There's other 12 in here, but no, this is for me now. Now I will move. Listen, all you need to do is go back to the beginning where you're in proximity. And when you're in proximity, you can't help but get a word. When you're in proximity of Jesus, you can't help because he'll tell you who you are, what you're called to do, what your purpose is. So therefore, those nerves that the enemy tries to bring up, they don't hold any water because I'm in proximity with Jesus. Now my identity is here. Now I can walk. Now I can move. What God's trying to get us to be in is in proximity with him. Therefore, causing you, it should be this way where we begin to go further away from his presence, where we feel it and we go, man, this anxiousness means something. This anxiousness means I'm not secure in, in what the Lord told me. What does that anxiousness and fear tell you? Are you asking questions about it between you and God? Are you subjecting it to him? Are you bringing it to him? Everybody say point number four. Where's he at on the keyboard? Can he come back up? Where'd he go? Can y'all give it up for him? He, say, he plays so good. I need to have him just, you know, just an extra one of him. Can you clone him? Just saying. Listen. The last point, point number four. I got to show you something. Your peace is promised. Listen. And Jesus said, make, excuse me, Paul said, make every request known to him. With supplication and prayer, along with thanksgiving. Listen, this is my favorite part. And the peace that passes all understanding will guard so I need you to picture this <clears throat> when we are in fear and anxiety about something this means that you don't have peace standing guard there's a formula that's before it prayer supplication thanksgiving now you enter over here into peace. But in between prayer, supplication, thanksgiving, this peace that's guarding your heart, your heart sits here, and the enemy who tries to come up and bring anything, listen, your peace is blocking it. Your peace is standing guard Ah, to your heart. It will guard your heart. 
So your heart sits here, your peace sits here. So anxiety, when the enemy comes up, your peace is saying, no, 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 have a seat. That's not for them. Your peace is saying, nope, 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 that's not for them. That's a lie. That's not true. Prayer, supplication, thanksgiving, you put it together. And now you have peace that's standing at the door of your heart, blocking whatever the enemy tries to bring to it. As I was praying this morning, and I went to bed last night, the Lord told me this. That there's some people in here that have been in literal torment. Torment in their mind. Torment with anxiety. Being rendered immobile because of what the enemies told them. And they haven't had the peace that would guard their heart. And they haven't had the peace that's been standing guard. Listen, and some of you have been worried about stuff. Listen, that is not, uh, that is not your responsibility to carry. Some of you have been worried about stuff that's in your body that is not your responsibility to carry. He's saying all you have to do is subject it to my presence. Somebody in here just needs to know that God wants you to subject it to his presence today. That you walked in here with some fear, some anxiety. Listen, all the way down when I laid my head to rest last night next to my wife, there was torment because of what was going to happen today in this room with every eye closed in the room. If that's you, and you say, I need some peace restored. Jesus said, I want you to be free. Proverbs says, free of concern. Free to be able to move. Some of you have been rendered immobile from what the enemy has lied to you about and you've bought into the lie. Because peace wasn't able to guard. All over the room, if you could just stand to your feet and close your eyes. Just stand to your feet all over the room. Come on, come on. Real quick, real quick. Real quick. Hmm. Now with your eyes closed, if that's you and you said, Pastor G, I feel this and I know that the Lord wants to free me today. All you have to do is say yes. All you have to do is just say, God, today, this is the day where I am no longer okay with this feeling. I am no longer okay with anxiety. I am no longer okay with worry. It's been rendering me immobile. And God, I thank you that this is the day that I step 
in faith, by faith, through faith. If that's you today, I want you to just lift your hands all over the room. That's you this morning, just begin to lift your hands. Now what you do when you lift your hands, listen, you open up your mouth. Because as you begin to open up your mouth, you begin to rejoice in the Lord always. And And again, I say rejoice. Listen, even if you don't understand the words, if you don't even know, you just begin to say, Jesus, I love you. Jesus, I thank you. Come on, don't let the enemy begin to steal and continue to steal. You open up your mouth and say, Lord, this is the day where I exchange, Lord, the feeling of heaviness for a garment of praise. If that's you with your hand raised, Repeat after me and say, Jesus, I thank you for freeing me. I am free now. I am free now. You died on the cross for my freedom. Free from anxiety. Free from worry. I thank you right now I'm free. Right now, I'm free. No longer bound by fear. I'm free. Now with your hands lifted and your mouth open, just begin to tell Jesus, Jesus, I thank you today for freeing us. Jesus, I thank you that we're no longer the children of God who are labeled with anxiety and fear, but God, I thank you that it is apparent that we had been with Jesus. And as we're with Jesus, he broke us free from every bondage, from every chain, from everything that flowed us down. And God, today I speak specifically to night terrors. To night terrors. Those of you who have not been able to sleep. Those of you who have not been able to sleep. That's what Jesus died on the cross for, for your freedom. He said, come to me all who are heavy laden and burdened, and I will give you rest. I thank you today, God. Night tears stop in the name of Jesus. No more torment, but we are free indeed. We thank you, Jesus for all that you've done this morning. And God, we walk forward in faith, now immobilized mobilized as the body of Christ. No longer in fear. In the name of Jesus. Now one more time, can we give God a hand clap of praise? Come on, come on.